guys. Welcome back to the Road to Madness podcast. I'm Matt Caguio. I'm Mindong. 109 days until the 2023-2024 season tips off. Yes, sir. We are back. Hoping to be back until the uh, beginning of the season. It's been a very interesting summer this far for both of us. Uh, we're getting old, man. Uh, our jobs have been very busy. Life's been very busy. College basketball, not been so busy. So we've kind of been pushing it off. But do not worry. We have not forgotten about this podcast. We are looking to come back big and strong as we approach this season closer and closer. Today, a very special day as we are back with one of our favorite topics, the preseason or top 25, as to say. This is the first one. We might do two more maybe before the season starts, depending on how much left we got to cover with transfers and uh, guys coming in and stuff like that. So stay tuned for that. But we're happy to be back for another episode today. We got a lot of good stuff coming up. But today, happy to be back. Yeah, happy to be back for sure. It's been a couple of weeks, probably three weeks, maybe even a month. Well, I can't. It can't be a month, can it? But, um, yeah, it's kind of like you mentioned, kind of the dead period of college basketball right now. Uh, so we've been, we haven't been uploading as much. But when you turn twenty-one, we will be, we'll be back on a consistent yeah. basis. That is for sure. Uh, but yeah, you turn twenty-one relatively soon, so. Stay tuned. <laughs> yeah, isn't that crazy, though? I mean, we started this when we were 18, 19, and now 17. we're... 17. 17, yeah, see, even I don't remember, but um, that's yeah, crazy, man. It's been, what, four years now, coming up in August, or technically March it was, but yeah, man, time flies, and uh, I'm still glad, I'm still happy that we're doing this, and I know we say that we never know where this might go. We still don't. Uh, we've gotten some texts from some new viewers a couple of days ago. You got some at least. And uh, still love the support from everybody. Really appreciate it. And um, we're looking to keep going strong. Um, obviously, March is our big time. That's when we get the most publicity, I'd say. But we're still trying to grind out 12 months of the year, however many years it takes. So without further ado, one quick piece of news before we get started. And it is a new conference, actually. The CAA, no longer the Colonial Athletic Conference, is now known as the Colonial Athletic Association. The new teams, or I should, what? Why are you booing? Why are you booing me? It's the same teams, the rename. It's the Coastal Athletic Association. Oh, sorry. I, just, I, have, it right, <laughs> I have it right here. Wait, yeah. there's new teams? Uh, it's it just is? Campbell's new. Yeah, that's about it, though. Mama's new, isn't, aren't they? Mammoth there with John. Hampton's new. Hampton's new last week, last year. Stony Brook's new, are they not? Well, this has been announced two. This was announced two years ago. We've we've covered this about two years ago, but yeah, there there are some new teams there. All right, whatever. Besides the point. <laughs> shout out to the CAA. Um, yeah, college basketball is going to look very different within the next coming years. A lot of good conference alignments happening. Some this year, like this one. And a couple other conferences as well. So it's still getting used to seeing how all this changes. And once the Big 12 and all the other big conferences change as well, um, we'll be seeing that. But without further ado, for those of you that are new, uh, we'll tell you how this works. We have 25 rankings. We go from 25 to 1. Today, we'll also do the next five out of the top 25. It's simple. We just give our pick and explain a little bit why we have them where they are. Nothing's perfect. This is just our personal rankings. Uh, it's not going to be perfect. I don't expect that at all. But without further ado, would you like to kick things off with your uh, first five out? Yeah. Uh, 
Mine is perfect. I'm gonna leave it at that. Mine okay. is one hundred. Mine is one hundred percent perfect. But my my next five this is in, this is in no particular order. I got Colorado, Kentucky. I know you guys might be mind blown. Uh, Kentucky's not in my top twenty five. Northwestern is top five. Next five out. St. John's is my next five out. That might be shocking, and I gotta gotta give one more shout out. Bryant is in my next five out as well. Because I gotta, I gotta include my school. Because you included your school. Very fair, but my school is actually kind of reasonable, I'd say. <laughs> maybe not, maybe not first five out. Reasonable. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna switch that. To, I'm gonna switch that to Ole Miss. But honorable mention to Brian. There you go. And my next five out: Florida, Kansas State, Clemson, Colorado, and West Virginia. West Virginia is making some moves. I know the whole controversy is going on there, but um, they're getting some transfers still to come in, so. Had to put him in here, and we'll see what happens with Kirk Kisa and his decision. Probably going to leave, but no, Kirk Kisa, he decided to stay a long time ago. Oh, well, all right. I was looking at the transfer rankings, and it said you're still in the portal, but okay. Yeah, but yeah, he's he's returning for sure. Uh, but that leads me to the to number twenty-five team. Speaking of which, is West Virginia for me? Obviously, that new coaching change. Uh, Josh Ilyer is now the interim head coach for now. I think he'll do a fine job. He he was able he was the lead recruiter for that team anyways and was able to retain most of the guys outside of Jose Perez. But uh, they did land a commitment from who was it? Quinzes Slazowski. Sla- yes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, th- that were a pretty good team still. I mean Kirk he says a great lead guard. Jesse Edwards is gonna be a an all conference center in my opinion. And Raekwon Battle is still in the fold as well, transfer from Montana State. So they got a transfer-heavy starting five, uh, but they're all talented. The depth is pretty good as well. I think West Virginia has a chance to contend in the Big 12. Definitely agree. Uh, that's why they were in my first five out. My number 25 team also comes from the Big 12. And surprise, surprise, hook them. They're pretty low for me, but there's a lot of great teams to pick from. But I had to sneak in Texas. I still think they're top 25 worthy. Not as much, though. They lost a lot of pieces, yes. They still bring back some good pieces, yes. Tyrese Hunter comes back. Dylan Mitchell comes back. Dylan DeSue comes back. I do think Dylan DeSue could be a very good piece this year. He's shown it right before he got hurt in March Madness. If he was healthy, I think Texas could have made it a lot further than they did. Regardless, that's last year. We look forward to this year. Uh Caden Sheridan from Virginia comes in. Max Asmus, the big transfer from Oral Roberts, comes in. And Ronnie Terry, man, really good job last year. I'm excited to see what a full year under his belt looks like with this Texas team. So I do have him here at 25. Sure. At 24. I just X out of my, my rankings. But at 24, if I can recall, is New Mexico. Yes, you guys might be shocked. New Mexico was a top 25 team last year at one point in the season. And they returned pretty much everyone of significance from that top, from that team, uh, especially that three-guard tandem of Jamal Mashburn, Mashburn Jalen House, and Donovan Dent. Those are the, the three guys they were walking with last year. They added Jamal Baker Jr. from Fresno State. He was their, he was their best player last year at Fresno State. And uh, I didn't talk about in the offseason that they needed an upgrade. Obviously, Marcus Udizi is gone. And they did find two upgrades at their center. Isaac Buchila from Texas A&M, Corpus Christi, and Nelly Jr. Joseph from Iona. I think both guys are more versatile 
on both sides of the ball than Udizi was. And I think this team could make some noise and even win the Mountain West. Definitely agree. 24 for me, I have USC. Uh, USC, a team who was all right last year. They got bounced early in March Madness against Michigan State. They did lose a couple pieces, Reese Dixon Waters and Trey White both gone. But Boogie Ellis, their main piece from last year, comes back, and he's going to have a lot of help this year. Isaiah Collier, the number one recruit in the class, comes in. Bronny James, obviously a big name coming in. USC is going to be very uh, watchable, very hopefully enjoyable, and they're going to be on television all the time, which I don't like personally. But, hey, if they have their good season that people expect them to have, I'm fine with it. Joshua Morgan, looking for a big role this year. He's the X factor for this USC team. They're a pretty good team still, don't get me wrong. But uh, Pac-12, I don't know what's looking like this year. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. I think it's a two-headed race right now with USC and another team that I'm going to mention later. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. 23, I have your favorite program. I have Texas here. Like you mentioned, a lot of transfers in as well. And, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a good team. And my, my high on this team – not really, but they are deserving of a top 25 spot for now. Thank you. 23 for me. I have another Big 12 team here. I got Baylor. Baylor, a team that's been very consistent these past couple of years. They see themselves once again in the top 25, relatively lower this year than most, uh, at least in the past five years. But Scott Drew, you know what he does, and he gets it done. They lost Keontae George. They lost Adam Flagler. CJ Cryer left, but – Next man up mentality. The transfer class is loaded. Ray J. Jones from Toledo, a relatively late transfer. Jaden Nunn to VCU coming in. They got a couple of good recruits coming in. Jalen Bridges is going to be the big piece that returns for them. And Langston Love, that's going to be an X factor there for you, let me tell you. So this team's young. This team needs to mesh together, get some experience. But once they do, I think they get the ball rolling. Uh, will they win the Big 12? Probably not. They probably need a lot of help to do so but they'll still be a March Madness team probably come March. Yeah, 22. I have USC here, like you mentioned. The, uh, these guys are going to have a lot of nationally televised games, especially ones where Bill Walton is commentating. I could just I could just tell already they're going to have at least probably six to eight games uh, where they'll be on national TV. But this team is going to be good this year, in my opinion. They got a good group of guards, like you said, mentioned, uh, led by Boogie Ellis. I think – is he big? He is a contender for Pac-12 preseason player of the year for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, and uh, but the one problem I have with them is their lack of front court depth. I think they'll be fine in that area, but uh, yeah, they they could they could find a guy in the transfer portal if it's if it's not too late. They still have that five star from last year, right? Yeah, uh, Vincent Vincent Iwu yeah. Chaku. Yeah, Iwu Chaku. Yeah, I'm I'm interested to see what he does because. Yeah. He didn't really play last year. He was injured for most of the year. So we'll see what he can do. Regardless, 22, I got Miami here, the first of my ACC teams. Miami, really good year last year. You know, they went very far, fell just short in that final four game. But we'll see what they can do this year. It's going to be a much different looking team this year. No Isaiah Wong, no Jordan Miller, but uh, Norchad O'Meara and Nigel Pack both stay, which is very big news for Miami Hurricane fans. Additionally, uh, Wuga Poplar, who stepped up really big towards the end of the season last year, is also back. 
And the big name transfer that they got, Matthew Cleveland from Florida State. That's a big one. And uh, I was very surprised he went to Miami coming from Florida State. You know, it's Florida to Florida, ACC to ACC. Uh, when he goes back to Florida State, probably get some booze, if I'm being honest. Regardless, I think this Jim Laranaga team looks to be pretty good. Will they win the ACC? You never know. I'm saying no right now. I think there's a couple other teams better. But Miami will be consistent, as they have been for the past couple of years. For sure. At 21, I got Baylor here. Like you said, they always have a high flow. They're always going to have a number next to the name for the most part. And uh, this team always a little mix of the new, mixed with the old. Good uh, freshman class coming in and good transfer class coming in, led by Ray J. Dennis. They got their core guys like Everyday John. He's finally healthy and thanks and love. And Jaden Nunn is also coming in from BCU. So I, I'm very high on this team. I'm, I'm always a big Baylor guy when it comes to their floor. Uh, their ceiling, I'm not sure if they're going to win a championship this year, but they're definitely uh, – they could make some noise. And in a Big 12, you never know. Definitely agree. And 21, I'm doing my first mid-episode switch. Yes, I put this team I have here a little too low after some evaluation. I'm going to be putting St. Mary's here at number 21. St. Mary's West Coast Conference, you know what they do. Really good season last year. Fell a little bit short in the March Mass tournament. But Randy Bennett has – a lot of guys coming back, which is fantastic for this team. Alec Dukas is back. Aiden Mahaney, uh, what a year he had, man. Uh, a freshman kind of came I, – I didn't really know about him until he was starting to put up these numbers. And um, this is going to be a sophomore season now. Uh, I'm really excited to see what he can do. They also got uh, Mitchell Saxon coming back as well. So I think this St. Mary's team is destined for another good year in the West Coast Conference. Do they have a chance to get to Gonzaga? Um, I'd say, yeah, they probably do. Uh, they did last year. I think they do again this year. Um, I do think Gonzaga still wins the conference per se, but I do think St. Mary's has another good shot of uh, doing some good things this year. So I'm excited to see what they do. And I see what you're doing, and that's a little crazy to me, but carry on. Yeah, uh, 20. I got I got Bama here. I remember literally five minutes ago, I was like, what are you doing? Where's, where's Bama in your thing? And you're like, oh, I forgot. But, uh, yeah, they lost a ton. They lost Brandon Miller, Noah Clowney. Uh, but they'll be fine, obviously. Mark Sears is back as the lead guard. Aaron Estrada is coming in from Hofstra. And uh, Grant Nelson, their, their big late addition, he's going to be very good for them as well. So they're starting five. Super talented, as always. The depth, they only play one, two, three guys sparingly off the bench anyways. But this is a team that's going to contend in the SEC. Definitely agree. Next team up for me at number 20, I got St. John's here. St. John's is the team that uh, everyone's watching their eye on now. Rick Pitino goes over there. A couple other guys go with him from Iona. And then the transfer portal is where things get nuts. Jordan Dingle from Penn comes in. RJ Luis from UMass comes in. AJ Store. Oh, no, AJ Store left. I apologize. Glenn Taylor Jr. comes in from Oregon State. Uh, Naheem Aline comes in from UConn. Bring in some uh, recruits to come in. Chris Ledlam the other day just came in after committing to Tennessee, goes over to St. John's. This team will be good. This team will be good. And this is the first we've seen from St. John's in a long time. And uh, thankfully, Mike Anderson did not go back because if he did, none of this would have happened for St. John's. And look at them now. So St. John's, Johnny's fans, you're back. And the Big East is going to be the best conference next year without a doubt in my mind, maybe aside from the Big 12. But 
Big East basketball is going to be so fun next year. I'm so excited. Uh, we got to go to a Providence game or something. We, we got to go to something. Oh, for sure. And uh, you didn't see my reaction just now. I did. A pretty significant team out of my top 25 that I wanted to include. I'm going to try and squeeze them in there somewhere. You, you'll see. I, I'll, I'm making a mid-episode. So I'm going to completely replace this team with the team I have in my top 25. But let's go to 19 real quick. I'm going to I'll put Miami here. Um, they lose Isaiah Wong. They lose Jordan Walker, they, right? Is that his name? From Miami? Yeah. Yeah. His yeah. Is in my Facebook. Uh-huh. But like you said, they oh, Jordan turned- Miller. Jordan Miller, sorry. Jordan Miller, my fault. Who, no, Jordan Am I who's Jordan Walker? Jordan Walker is a baseball player. I'm I'm tripping right now. <laughs> no, but Miami, obviously, Nigel Pack returns, Norchad O'Meara returns, and like you said, Matthew Cleveland coming in, uh, uh, in, in conference transfer, and they got NIL, they got talent. They're gonna be fine next year. They're gonna be fine for a long time, as long as this NIL thing is is a thing. They they're gonna be fine for a very long time. <laughs> It's gonna stay, so I wouldn't worry about it. I mean, I don't, I don't see why it wouldn't stay right now, but you never know. Uh, things can happen. But number nineteen for me, I do have Bama here. I have a little SEC gauntlet here, so get ready. I got Bama here at nineteen. Um, Bama, they lost a lot, I'll tell you that much, but they'll still be okay. Aaron Estrada comes in from Hofstra, Grant Nelson, like you talked about, but they did really lose a lot if you look at it on paper. So I'm a little hesitant on them this year. They're going to need some things to fall into place. Um, Mark Sears is going to be the veteran for this team. And this is his second year in the program. So we'll see what happens. Bama, I'm a little skeptical, but NATO does a great job. And he'll find a way to pull things through. But in terms of the SEC, I think Bama's probably sitting at number five, maybe four. Yeah. Um, no, no, number five, maybe six. Um, but, yeah, uh, Bama had a really good year last year, so – I, mean, I know they got bounced a little earlier than we thought, or they thought at least, but they'll be back in March probably unless something happens. For sure. At number 18, I got Villanova here. What a dreadful season they had last year, but um, man, they they picked up some steam towards the end of the season and somehow almost made the tournament a miracle. But uh, yeah, now that What's it? What's the Kyle Neptune? I'm I'm blanking right now. What is wrong with you today? <laughs> yeah, Kyle Neptune is the coach, and he's going the completely opposite route that Jay Wright went to, and he he just went to work on the transportal. Yeah, they kept Justin Moore and Eric Dixon, two of their glue guys. They added Tyler Burton out of Richmond, T.J. Bomba from Washington State, Akeem Hart from Maryland, and Lance Ware from Kentucky. And man, they got a lot of depth. They got a lot of talent. And Villanova, you you know how they play basketball. Regardless of who's on their team, their style of basketball is always going to remain the same. Uh, that Jay Wright style is always going to remain there as long as Kyle Neptune is there. And they're going to have a significantly high floor. And I think this could be a dark horse Final Four team. I like that pick. Um, Big East team, I see them going Final Four, absolutely. Will that be Nova? I'm not sure. Well, I'll let you know. Uh, number one, number 18, I got Kentucky here at 18. Kentucky, man, they uh, look to be a little bit down the dumps, but then things happened for them. It was going to be the same situation as it always is. It's going to be all the young guys coming in, trying to figure things out for themselves. And I didn't think it was going to work, but now whatever they got, they got Trey Mitchell coming in. 
Antonio Reeves decided to come back. This team looks good. And looking at them playing in Canada, they look pretty solid, man. DJ Wagner looking to be the guy that we all expected them to be. Justin Edwards looked fantastic so far. Their only problem I have with them is center play. That's going to be the big issue. Uh, Ogana Onienzo is their starter right now. I'm not, I don't really know much about him. I, I see that he averaged two and a half points a game last year. But it's going to really rely on guys like Antonio Reeves and others to step up into veteran roles. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. For sure. Uh, but I'm always skeptical of Kentucky. I've been yeah. very skeptical of Kentucky for a long, long time. And you could say I'm a coach cow hater. I think he's one of the most overrated coaches in college basketball. He's got all this talent year in and year out. And seems like he always underachieves every time. And especially last year as well. But going to 17, I'm going to throw this team completely out of my top 25. I, I originally have UNC here. I'm going to add Wisconsin at 17. Wow, that's hot. I was I told you this, I think, yesterday. Yeah, you did, you did tell me this. Send me a post of the, 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 the points coming back. Wisconsin leads the nation in uh, most returning points coming back at 92.9%, I believe. And... They were a fringe team last year, a fringe tournament team last year. And you take that team and you add a player like AJ Store, AJ Store, who could just give you a bucket anytime. I think this team's a t- easily a sweet 16 team. Easily. I'm I'm gonna say that right now. I'm super confident this team's gonna make it to at least a sweet 16. And uh I really like Wisconsin this year. I really do. Yeah. I know you're a big Wisconsin guy. But this year, I'm a big Wisconsin guy. Yeah, no, I like that. <laughs> um, I mean, I kind of hopped off the bandwagon last year. Do I have to hop back on? That might be a question for a later episode. Because <laughs> um, I had them in my next five, and then I took them out because I forgot to add Alabama. Now I kind of wish I kept them in there and took out, I don't know. There's a lot of good teams this year. Um, it's going to be very hard to make a top 25 because looking at these – Somewhat five teams outside. They're all pretty good as well. So number 17 for me, here is where I have AM, the team that I have moved up a couple spots since we've been talking. AM, it's gonna be a runner back year, experience over hype. It's kind of similar to Wisconsin. A lot of guys are returning to this team. The only guy they lose that's starting was uh, Dexter Dennis, who was kind of balling a summer league shout out to him. But yeah, Wade Taylor the fourth. This guy's a problem. He could be in contention for SEC Player of the Year, potentially. A little bit of a long shot, but he has a chance. Tyrese Radford comes back. Harry Henry Coleman III comes back. Julius Marble comes back, and they bring in a couple good transfers. Jace Carter from UIC and Eli Lawrence from Middle Tennessee. Buzz, he needs a good season once again. I think they get it done. I think A&M is a sneaky favorite to win the SEC this year. Call me crazy, but I see it happening, potentially. I do too. I have them at 16 right now uh, where we're at. And like you said, Wade Taylor, um, he was super underrated last year. And I'm going to say this right now. I think he is a top two point guard in college basketball right now. In college basketball. Yeah. I think number one is Tyler Cooley. But I, don't, oh. I think I think Wade Taylor's behind him. No. That, that's just me. But they bring back Julius Marvel. They bring back Harry Coleman the third. And they went 15 and three in the SEC last season. And that was a sneaky 15 and three. Like, I don't think anybody would, if you ask anybody, like, 
oh, what was Texas A&M's record in SEC play last year? I don't think anyone would say 15 and three. And they, there's a good chance they could do that once again this year. And they got their seed last year was just skewed by a poor, poor non-conference. And it's going to be the same this year, but I think I think they're going to be a, a better team than last year. They're probably, their seed's probably going to be very low once again than usual, but I think they'll make a they could make a run for it this year. Yeah, definitely agree. I like the saying M a lot this upcoming year. Number sixteen for me, I have Villanova. Uh, Villanova talked about him a lot. Um, shout out to um, Cam Whitmore, by the way. Uh, really proving all those haters wrong. We both had him high, and uh, I guess the draft boards didn't like to listen to us. Uh, by the way, men did beat me by a lot. Or not? Uh, it wasn't that much actually. It was like it was seven to four. Yeah, so we both did pretty terrible. But regardless, a shout out to you. Um, yeah, I mean, this Villanova team looking to be interesting. Um, we'll see what happens. Um, if they're healthy, they can make a run. If not, they can't. We saw that with Justin Moore. Got hurt, came back. He was good, but it was a little little too late in the season to fix things. But him and Eric Dixon, it feels like Eric Dixon has been in Villanova for like 10 years now. That Do you feel that way as well? Yeah. One hundred percent. Same with Justin Moore. I mean, yeah, he but, got uh, injured Eric last Dixon, year. Eric Dixon Moore. So I just feel like he's been there for so well, long. Yeah, because he just he plays like an old man. Like he's a lefty. <laughs> he plays with two feet. He plays super controlled. I mean, all Villanova guys do, but Eric Dixon just he stands out amongst all of them, in my opinion. It's like Amari Spellman. Shout out to Amari. Spellman. <laughs> I wonder what what are he's doing nowadays. Um. Anyways, yeah, this transfer class is very good for Kyle Neptune and company. Um, I don't really need to say much. It's just a matter of if this team can gel, and if they do, they got a chance. Like I said, the Big East, uh, I think I have – I'll count how many teams I have after this in the Big East, but there's a lot. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. At 15, I have Arkansas here. Um, normally, I'm a I'm a big guy for must-bust in the offseason, but this year I know I have them at 15, but I'm pretty skeptical. I feel like – this is one of the teams that could be prone to, infer, uh, to a first-round upset this year. Um, their team's still pretty solid. They got solid transfers. Um, Trey Mark from Houston, Kayon Menfield from Washington, Khalif Battle from Temple, and a couple good freshmen as well. But I just – I don't know. I have that feeling where this could be the year where they get upset in the first round. I don't agree. I'll get to Arkansas later. Number 15, I got UNC. UNC is really interesting this year. As you know, a lot of stuff happened last year and it caused Mr. Caleb Love to leave to Arizona. But Armando Baycott stayed, which surprised a lot of people. It surprised myself as well. I don't know why he came back. And RJ Davis also came back. Um, kind of also why he came back, I don't know. But this class slash transfer class is phenomenal. Uh, the big piece watch out for that's young and new is Elliot Cadeau, the uh, 2024 prospect who reclassed and he's now going to be potentially starting for this UNC team, which is crazy. This dude's like really young and it's nuts. But uh, Cormac Ryan coming in from Notre Dame, Harrison Ingram coming in from Stanford, two very key pieces as well for this UNC team. Really just depends on their bench depth. Um, I don't really know what they got right now. I don't think they have that much. I know a lot of guys on the bench last year transferred out so we'll see what happens, but I do think UNC could be back after a very disappointing year last year as the preseason number one tonight and made it to March Madness. They must have a chip on their shoulder. 
similar to a Virginia type story. I can see it happening maybe with UNC, but we shall see. Yeah. Uh, at 14, I have Arizona here. I feel like this is easily the front runner for the Pac-12 currently, especially with Kayla Love in the fold. Omar Balo, that's your guy. He's their starting center still. And they still got a lot of good pieces. I'm still pretty confused uh, why Tupelis decided to declare. I thought he should have came back, and I think he would have gotten a very substantial NIL package if he did come back because he did go undrafted, unfortunately, and he was he was a he was a star last year. And if they came back, this this easily would have been a top ten team. But he's not back. I, I have him at fourteen. Definitely agree. Number fourteen, I got San Diego State, the Aztecs. Just lost, obviously, in the um, championship game. Feels like forever ago now. It really wasn't. It's July. Um, let me do some math. June, May, April. A little bit. Uh, maybe four months coming up, I think. Sorry, I can't do month math right now. Anyways, most of the team does come back, though. A couple guys did leave, but most of the team's back, man. Lamont Butler's back. Darian Trammell's back. Micah Paris is back. J.D. on D's back. The only key guy that really lost is uh, Matt Bradley. And I mean, I know they lost a lot of more, a couple more pieces, but they do fill them in with uh, Reesticks and Waters, who came over from USC, who we talked about earlier. And you know Brian Dutcher, man. He's uh, moving up the ranks in the uh, coaching world. A lot of people have – I know I – let me rephrase that. People had a lot of respect for him, a ton of respect for him. But after this run that he had with San Diego State as a five seed, people have a lot more respect for this guy. And uh, I do, too, personally. I think he did a phenomenal job, even though he fell just short in that championship game. But I'm really excited to see what San Diego State can do. I think the Mountain West is a one-team conference. I think it's theirs for the losing at this point. Can you name uh, – besides New Mexico. But um, I can't really name another team that competes with those two teams. Can you? Yeah, and I think it's a two-bit conference. I think it's New Mexico and San Diego State. If there's a third team, probably would be. UNLV with that transfers they added, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not too high. No, I'm a big Mountain West guy. But Colorado Mountain State, West. man, Isaiah Stevens, he's back. He's back too, but uh, I'm, just I'm just kidding. Random, random Mountain West thing. Do you know where Jake Kyman went? Because I was, I don't know why this just popped up my head. Jake Kyman. Yeah, he went to UCLA, played at Wyoming last year. Do you think you know where he went? Is it a team in this rankings? No, it's a it's a mid-major team in the West Coast. Can you give me the conference? Big Sky. Uh, North Northern Colorado. No, he went to Eastern Washington. Ah. Which is actually like I like that fit. I'm that's like cool. that's, that's a pretty cool. good fit in my opinion. Like I don't know why that just popped in my head, but it just popped in my head. I needed to do some research, but whatever happened, man. Man, I can, Eastern Washington probably has the big sky running away with it already. Now that I know that Jake Hyman's there, but we'll get to the we'll get to the Aztecs. For me, I have the one spot above you at thirteen. I've been a huge Brian Dutcher guy for a while now. They were going to be a two seed during the COVID year. I'm still pretty pissed off for them because they had a real legit team in that 2020 year, and they showed. They had a really legit team last year as well, and they bring back most of the guys. Obviously, Lamont Butler, Micah Pears, Damian Tremwell. Jalen Lee D, I think he's going to be a, a star for them next year with his final yeah. year. I think he's going to be very good. And they added a couple transfers as well. 
Reese Dixon Waters, he was a very good guard at USC. And Jay Powell from Campbell was there. Was their big man? He did a little bit of everything for them. So their depth, you know, San Diego State's depth is going to be there. They always play ten deep, anyways, and they could repeat as a Final Four team. Definitely agree. And time is ticking, so we got to get moving. Thirteen, I got Arkansas. Talked about them a lot. I'm high on them this year, though, man. I, I think this Arkansas team has it what it takes this year. We talk about Evo Davis coming back, Trevion Brazil coming back. I think he's going to be a very key piece this year. They lose Jordan Walsh, Nick Smith Jr., you know the deal. But uh, Makai Mitchell also comes back. Talked about Khalif Battle, Tremont Mark. Those two guys are going to make immediate impact for this team. And it looks like Jeremiah Davenport is here as well. Is that correct? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like this Arkansas team, man. I think they can do some good stuff. For sure. I do too, but something tells me a first one upset is That's fair. for them. That's fair. Number 12. I got Gonzaga at number 12. This is a pretty strong Gonzaga team, I might say. Ryan Demhart from Creighton is now their point guard. Graham Ike from Wyoming. And Steve Vanders, the big sky player of the year, uh, all coming in as transfers. They have Anton Watson, who I feel like is just as old as Eric Dixon. I mean, I feel like I've been seeing him play since 2018, which probably is the case. Uh, but yeah, this team it's all right. Their depth, I'm not I'm not too crazy on their depth this year though. Very fair. I have them higher. I have your Creighton Blue Jays here at twelve. It's a little low for them, you might think, but hey, I got a hunch. Arthur Kaluma left. Um, who else left? Nemhard left. And that's it. That's Trey it. Alexander came back, Baylor Sharman came back, Ryan Cockbrenner came back. Couple good chancers. Uh, Steven Ashworth is a very intriguing chancer coming into Omaha, Nebraska. I like that fit a lot for this team. I think it fits perfectly what this Creighton team's made up of. So I'm really excited to see what they do. Um, they don't have, really have a bench, which is their problem. Um, so I think that's, I mean, that's been their problem for a while, but I think that's going to also be another key piece why they might not go as far as we expect them to. So I'm a little skeptical. So I put them here at 12. Oh, I think they're going far, but I have them at 11. Um, man, I wish they got Grant Nelson. I thought I thought Grant Nelson was surely going to go to Creighton, but he just didn't. And I kind of, man, I, I kind of hurt me a little bit. But Stephen Ashworth is a great transfer. And uh, most of their core guys are back as well. I think I think this is going to be one of the top three-point shooting teams in the nation. And Cockbrenner looks like he's developing his three-pointers. I'm excited to see him shoot some threes this year. <laughs> yeah, Cockbrenner might be a might be the second best nah second best big in the in the NCAA, you think? Well, you got Zach Eady. Who else? Dickinson? You taking who are you taking? I'm Cockbrenner? taking Dickinson over. I'm taking Dickinson over Cockbrenner. And who else am I taking over? I don't know. Baycott, I might be, I'm taking Baycott. Oh, yeah. I guess I kind of forgot about Baycott. So he's top five. So. And I'm not even going to lie. I'm going to give you a name that I'm going to take over Cockbrenner, too. I'm taking Donovan Klinging over Cockbrenner right yeah, now. Yeah, I, I was thinking that. What about Philip Kowski? Would you consider him a center or no? If I think he's, I think Philip Kowski is going to make a huge leap this year. But for right now, I'm going to put Cockbrenner over him. Fair. Because Cockbrenner's tournament run was just unreal in itself. I mean, that NC State first round game 
that was just that was all Kaufman. That that was the reason they won the game. I still remember him hitting that three in that NC State game, and I was just like, I was so like, I was jumping up and down, man. Very fair, very fair. Uh, number eleven, I got Arizona here. This Arizona team, man, they look pretty good. Um, yeah, like we talked about the Pac-12, gonna have a down year. We thought last year was a down year. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this year is a down year for the Pac-12. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, Jaden Bradley comes in from Bama. Caleb Love, the big piece, comes in from UNC. And Keyshawn Johnson, uh, another key loss for that San Diego State team, but a big game for this Arizona team. So I'm really excited to see what they can do, man. I think they got a very good rounded team. Omar Ballow, my boy, uh, I really do like what he did. He was really impressive last year. I was very impressed with what he did. Hopefully he can do that once again for this Arizona team. But, yeah, I think this is a conference where it's theirs for the uh, losing once again. So, um, yeah, Wildcats at 11. Number 10. All right, hold up. Because Kim was at you because he was last. All right, now I can start. Now we have number 10. I'm going to do my first mid-episode switch here. I'm going to put Houston at number 10 here. Houston's clearly the best team in the American since they lost pretty much who they lose. They lost UCF, they lost Cincy, and who's the third team they lost? Oh, oh how about you guess? I'll, I'll, I'll get the facts. What do you, who was your guess? Who is my, who would be my guess? I know BYU was, is in the Big 12 now. Who is the third team? It's not, it's not hard, that's your answer. It can't be hard. I know it's not. Is it a basketball school? Yeah, it's not hard. Ah, kind of a basketball school. What? That's Hold not on. a good hint. Hold on. Do you want a hint? I don't want a hint. Okay. Once you think about it, it's not hard. I know I'm going to get a con for this, man. Yeah, this is pretty bad. UCF. Cincy, UCF, Cincy. I don't know. I don't know. Wait, you're wrong. Cincy's they did not lose to Cincy. No, no, I'm saying, I'm saying who left the American. Oh, I thought you were saying who they lost to last year. No. Because they they probably lost to like they lost to Temple Memphis Temple and Bama. I thought I, I thought Memphis was the team you're looking for. Was it just UCF and Cincy that left the American for the Big Twelve? Let me look. Or am I, I just like, I'm confused too. You know that's besides the point. Houston is a their top ten team just because they play in America. I don't think they're like they're gonna have a high number next to them just because they're the only team in America in my opinion. Uh, but. I don't think they're that good this year. I mean, yeah, they have LJ Cryer now. They have Damian Dunn. And they have a lot of guys returning, like Jamal Shedd, Emmanuel Sharp. But I'm not too high on this team. I know I have them at 10. But, like, in terms of, like, competition, they're not going to be playing much competition in American now. And because of that, I could see them having a second, third, or, yeah, second round exit, Sweet 16 exit. I don't think they make it to the second weekend of the tournament. Interesting. And it was just UCF and Cincy, so. I think, yeah. 
Right. To continue, sorry to interrupt. I think Houston's going right. to be. I think Houston's going to be like Gonzaga this year, where in, in terms of competition, they're not playing too much competition within their conference. I mean, right now, I think that I think the West Coast Conference has more competition than the American. That's a debate. That's a good argument, though. I'm I'm not opposed to that statement, but that's hard. That's hard. They're both kind of the same, if we're being honest. But yeah. Are you done your spiel? Yeah, I'm done with my oh. spiel. <laughs> it's, been yeah. a long time. it's been a long time since we've done an episode, guys. So we're just like, we're kind of out of it right now, but we'll we'll be we'll be back. We'll be back with a conference spiel. We'll we'll be more energetic in a future episode. Very right? energetic. I think we're telling a lot more stories than normal, which is fine. I think that's well, yeah, because a lot a lot's happened between uh, now yes. and our, our coach Lutz episode that yeah, there's there's been a lot of events that happened. I mean, it's gone. We could tell a lot of golf stories if we wanted to, but we'll save that. We'll save that for when we really need to, because we sure. got a lot, we got a lot in our vaults for each other. But like, we're not we got no beef with each other right now. So maybe, maybe, maybe in a conference preview episode, if if I have a team at like ten and you have them at like two, then yeah, maybe we'll, we'll say some. Oh, that'll stupid. be plenty. That'll be plenty. Don't worry. <laughs> but uh, number 10 for me, I got uh, FAU, the uh, Wonder Boy team last year. Uh, what a run it was for this team, man. And they're basically running it back. I know they lost a couple pieces, but uh, there's been a lot of interesting remarks out of them. Uh, I forget exactly what was said, but they do you, do you remember that? They were like talking about something or am I just saying a bunch of stuff? What do you mean? I thought, I thought Elijah Martin and John L. Davis, or maybe it was Maybe it was Greenlee. I don't – never mind. Something uh, – maybe I'm just losing my mind. Anyways, uh, most of this oh, – all five stars come back, actually. Uh, Greenlee, Boyd, Davis, Martin, and Golden. Dusty May, another guy that's gained a lot of respect after this March Madness run. Um, I did have Memphis going very far, so I was kind of uh, mad that, that this FAU team squeaked away from Memphis because uh, it the whole March Madness tournament would have been different if Memphis – didn't lose that game and made some silly mistakes against FAU, but shout out to FAU. They were seated pretty lowly after a very good record and they proved otherwise. And um, yeah, they should win this conference easy. Uh, I don't see how they lose it. And it's going to be an interesting thing to see what happens. Oh, wait, FAU. Is FAU in the AAC? American? Wait, what? Where'd you go? Wait, Yo, oh. I think FAU is in it. My fault, my fault. I have to go off. I have to go off the studio, <laughs> my studio. But yeah, I think FAU is in the AAC now. That is a good point. Oh, that's weird. So now I revoke your statement from earlier. I, th- I think now, now I have to revoke. Okay, it. okay. So now we're putting pieces together. Um, but yeah, I think FAU is going to be very good, and uh, I think that gives Houston a run for their money. So I'm excited to see what happens. Yeah, for sure. And I'm going to do another mid-episode switch here. I'm going to put FAU at number nine. And before I, I start talking about FAU, I'd like to show this. <laughs> That's why. If you guys can't see it, it says FAU Scout here. And the starting five, Golden, Martin, Davis, Boyd, Greenlee, they all returned. And I have each and every one of their weaknesses here. Is that legal? I don't care. <laughs> but 
I have each and every one of their weaknesses here. If they improve on these weaknesses, they're probably going to be a final. They'll probably be in the national championship. But I just remember FAU going on this final four run. I'm just screaming, like, oh, my God, how is this team making it? Like, if Brian lost to this team by only 11, then, like, man, like, Brian's probably winning the national championship. We're playing – I'm just gonna say I'm gonna say I'm gonna be shaking Dusty May's hand this this season because we're gonna try with FAU. I'm finally on the squad. Like I said, I'm gonna shake a lot of significant coaches' hands. So I'm excited for that. But FAU is a great team. They're a top ten team for sure. The depth. I'm looking at this paper right now. They got some depth. I mean, they do what they do, but. Their top, their their starting five is what's really going to carry them. And since they're back, they they're going to be a great team. Absolutely. And shout out Dusty May. Shout out Dusty May. He got a huge payday. Yes, he huge did. Huge payday. Yes, he did. Shout out to him. Well deserved. Well deserved, indeed. Uh, number nine, I got a uh, Marquette here. Marquette, what it could have been last year for Marquette, man. Really impressive season. Fell short, as most of you probably know. But they do lose a couple pieces. But still look pretty good. Obviously, Olivier Maxine Prosper is gone. He's looking pretty good in summer league thus far. Shout out to him. It's all it's always cool. I know we're ranting once again, but it's always cool seeing these guys go straight from college and go over to the summer league and ball their minds out. And then you see guys who you haven't seen in a while, like my boy Nemes Queta. I love that guy. Shout out to him. Uh, it's kind of cool to see summer league like that because we've followed college basketball for even longer than our podcasts began. And just seeing some of these guys, like I've seen some crazy names that I haven't seen in a while. Um, like, you know, I saw the other day, I saw Joel Ayayi from uh, Gonzaga. I haven't heard that name forever. Um, but anyways, Tyler Kolek looking to be maybe the uh, biggest player of the year once again. He, he was a co-run, right? Who? Tyler Kolek. Yeah. I mean, I think he was an All-American. Was he, was he an All-American? I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah, he was an All American. He so was. Okay, he was what second team or third team? He was first team. What? No, I'm gonna. I'm gonna look, look it this up. up. I don't think he was, but I think he was also co um co um Big East Player of the Year. First team? No, he was. He was big. He was Big East Player of the Year. Not, no, he didn't even share that award. He, he won it. Oh, yeah, okay. He was first team All Big East, and he was second team All American. Okay, so one and one for us in our debate. Anyways, Shaka Smart got a uh, big shoes to fill once again. Um, he just can't get it right somehow. I don't know how. He's he's always really good team, really good team. March Madness comes along and just hasn't been able to do it since VCU. And that was in 2008, I think, 2012, 2012. I don't remember. Whatever. Besides the point. Uh, they need a good offset. They need a good postseason. They have the talent, all the talent in the world, man. Tyler Kolek, Cam Jones. Cam Jones is going to be phenomenal again. Osho Igarado, he's been, he was phenomenal last year, too. And they're going to need some guys to step up, which they have. David Joplin, man. They got some other guys as well on that bench. So I think Marquette's in for a very good season once again. But as you know, the Big East is a very loaded conference. So a couple of mistakes, a couple of injuries, and uh, that that moment could go like that. But I still think they make March Madness regardless. But I'm just talking about in terms of winning the Big East championship, which they could do as well. 
Yeah, and I have another story time. This is a long episode, so it's probably, probably going to be yeah. This is going to be the longest episode we've ever had. So Welcome I'm going to come up with another story story time. Okay. I know you mentioned we've been following college basketball for a long, long, long time. I mean, we've been filling out paper bragging since we was in first grade, and uh, yeah, it's crazy, man. I mean, we weren't even the ones that like came up with this like bracket idea. It was our guy Will who. Who's supposed to be our third guy? I mean, <laughs> third guy way before this pod, fun fact, before this podcast started, we did start a college basketball Instagram account where our guy Will, he was the third guy of this. But when we when we set up when we decided to do a podcast, he left. And we've been we've been we've been telling him ever since we seen him, like, man, you should have joined this, man. I mean, it's fun. <laughs> it is fun. And that's on him. Every time we see him, it's always that. But uh shout out Will, obviously. He's he's helped us gain some groundwork, but uh he left the reins to us, so shout out to him. <laughs> yeah, and I'll be at number eight now. Um, this is the beneficiary for my two mid-round switches. And the more I see this team, the more I'm I'm liking them. And I'm liking them very much that, like, I might just go put a future bet on them right now to win the national championship. That team would be St. Mary's. And I see you shaking your head. Man. Every single year, man. Every single year. I have my reasons this year. They return <laughs> they return five of their six guys from last year. They got Aiden Mahini, he's their star. They got Mitchell Saxon, he's their other star. Alex Dukas is hell of a glue guy. I mean, hell of a glue guy. And uh Augustus Marcelonas, he, he gave them good minutes against UConn. And they were there in U- they were there for UConn for the first First half, I'd say. I mean, they were they were right there with them before UConn pulled away. And there's always going to be a guy that always emerges and makes a, a huge jump for them this year. And that guy's going to be Joshua Jefferson for them this year. And they, not to mention, they also brought in a four-star recruit, a top 100 guy in the name of Jordan Ross. And I think I think this team's going to win the West Coast Conference outright. They're going to sweep Gonzaga. And I might just go put a future – I'm going to go put a future bet on them right now to win the national championship. Uh, that's crazy talk, man. Man, and his crazy takes. That's something that never goes away, folks. But, um, I mean, I've had my fair share. But man, man's always the crazy crazy take, man, on this. So <laughs> I do my best, but I have to keep Rocket Watts player of the year, don't forget. You're the what? Rocket Watts player of the year. <laughs> I've had um I can't I can't wait for the conference previews to start. Oh, like, I, know. I, I know. I have the most random players winning player of the year. I had Michael DeVoe one year. I had Aaron Wiggins another. Year. I mean, shout out Michael DeVoe man. Oh, he, okay. He's gonna earn himself an NBA roster okay. spot whether it's a two way or end of a bench. He really earned it with the Blazers, man. I'm happy to see that. I I'm a huge fan. As am I. I really really respectful of him. And he keeps grinding, man. That's what we love to see from these college guys who balled out in college, trying to get their shot in the NBA, man. Shout I, out miss, to I miss that Georgia Tech team, man. Oh, I, yeah, wish, man. I wish they had Moses Wright against in that tournament. He had COVID that year. And, man, if Moses Wright was on that team, I know they were a nine seed and they did lose to Loyola Chicago the first round. But I feel like that whole that whole season outlook would have changed if Moses Wright was available. I think Josh Passner's job, I thought he would have kept it for another year this year if, if Moses Wright is available, but it is what it is. Yeah, it's a big what if. I definitely agree. And you were big on Georgia Tech that year, so kudos to you. 
But I got Gonzaga, your uh, St. Mary's rival here at number eight. Gonzaga, they're not going anywhere, man. I know they lost Drew Timmy. I know they lost Julian Strother. I know they lost Rasir Bolton. I know they lost Malachi Smith. And I know they probably lost more people. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I know I, I, would, I would love that to matter. I think it matters to an extent. But this Gonzaga team pretty much reloaded, man. Nolan Hickman needs a big role this year. Hopefully he can get it. Antoine Watson needs a big role this year. He has an opportunity to get it. Graham Ike comes in. Graham Ike, man. Graham Ike, when he wasn't hurt last year, this dude was one of the best players in the NCAA, I'd say. He was bomb. I know he played for Wyoming, but that was the year Wyoming jumped, and uh, it was him and Maldonado. Ike was a very big part of that. You got Steel Venters, a guy who absolutely balled his mind out of Eastern Washington. Then you got Ryan Emhart, who you know very too well from Creighton. Uh, the bench is the problem. I agree. But I think Mark Few will do a good job here. And I know we both do not like Gonzaga. That is one thing for certain. Um, I think it will be closer than people expect with them in St. Mary's. I'll say that. But I still think Gonzaga wins. Big disagree. I know I had St. Mary's winning it all last, last year. I mean, they did win a share of it last year. which is, So I feel like I called that. And like you said, I'm, I'm a huge crazy taste guy. That was a crazy take I had last year in it. Turns out I was right, so okay. I'm gonna give myself a you, little pat on the back for that. Ten percent, ten percent hit rate on that. <laughs> hey man, better than zero. But Very what's cool. scary is Graham Ek has three years left remaining. Obviously, because uh, redshirted last year, the year before that was when he was an absolute stud, and then the year before that was the COVID year. So. Gonzaga having three years of Green Graham Ek is going to be a very scary sight because I know he is not an NBA prospect and he probably won't be unless he develops a three point shot. He could, yeah, he could. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying, like this could be another situation where Gonzaga just throws him a substantial NIL package for the next three years and he's going to stay. Fair. Now we're at seven. I'm going to go Marquette here. This is a team that. It was going to be number one if Olivier Maxson's Prosper stayed. And he was going to stay until he just balled out in the NBA Combine and his stock just rose from there. But if he stayed, this would have been an easy number one team. But now that he's gone, I have him at seven. This is still going to be a fantastic team. This is still the best team in the Big East right now. And like you said, if Shaka Smart can figure well, out his NBA, Second best team in the Big East. Okay. <laughs> Had to make sure. <laughs> yeah, second best. Team. But if Shaka Smart can figure out his NCAA woes, this team has a, a, a sky-high ceiling. I mean, this team can easily be a Tier 1 national championship contender if Shaka Smart can figure out his, his NCAA woe, tournament woes. But it seems like he hasn't. Yeah, I agree with that. And number seven for me, I have your favorite team, the Tennessee Volunteers. Tennessee, man, I I, I would have put them higher, but uh, since Ledlam left, I had to drop them down a spot and switch them. I had no room for him, man. I understand that. But I still think this team is going to be very good. Very, very good. And uh, I'm very surprised that uh, Santiago Vescovi came back. I'm very surprised, but um, that's just me. Zakai Ziegler, a healthy Zakai Ziegler. That could change things. I forgot about him, and uh, he was very good his freshman year, and we'll see what happens. We'll see if he can recover from that injury. 
They also got Josiah Jordan James coming back and Jonas Adu, who was pretty solid in times. Um, but yeah, they got a couple good transfers. Uh, Dolan Kench, I'm excited to see what he can do. At Northern Colorado, this dude was an absolute stud. Uh, he was balling out of his mind there. Um, and they also bring in a couple other transfers. Uh, but it really comes down to the bench. Uh, Tennessee, they were pretty solid last year. But um, I just think some things got to them. Maybe injuries, maybe not. If this team can stay healthy, they got a chance to do some things. And for now, they're my top SEC school. But I don't think they'll win the SEC. Uh, as a Tennessee fan, they're winning the SEC. I don't think so. No, they have – I have them at six. So, as a Tennessee fan, they're going to win the SEC. And there was two things they needed to address this offseason. The first one was shooting, and they got that with Dalton Connect. And uh, he was unstoppable at Northern Colorado. I mean, he would just give you buckets. And, man, I wish this Northern Colorado team performed better because we both had them – Number one, did we have them? We uh, had them. We both had them in the top three of our big sky rankings. That was for sure, because they returned basically everybody from the team that that finished third the year before that, and we thought this could be a team that would make some noise in the tournament as well. But they didn't. Like you said, Viscovi coming back. I'm not too surprised he returned. I'm more surprised that Josiah Jones James decided to return because yeah. I'm just wicked surprised he decided to return. And they, this team's always going to be deep. This team, the depth is like, they'll go 15 deep if they really have to. I mean, that's just how Rick Barnes operates. But the second thing they needed to address was Rick Barnes also has his tournament woes. And unfortunately, I cannot put them in the tier one of national championship contenders as well, just because Rick Barnes is kind of like Shaga Smart in the sense that they just can't coach in the, in the tournament, man. I mean, yeah, Tennessee won two games. Uh, but who did they lose to this in the Sweet 16, Duke? Duke. No, they beat Duke. They killed Duke. They did? Yeah. Uh, I was with, like, flip. Lost, oh, they lost to FAU. Yeah, they lost to FAU. They had to eat those teams, Creighton, Tennessee. Those teams had an easy pass to the Final Four, and they all lost to FAU. But shout out FAU. I'm not I'm – not, saying anything about, bad about FAU. I'm just saying, like, man, those teams had high expectations. They just didn't meet them. I mean, FAU just overachieved. And now, now their expectations are sky high because they overachieved. But it is what it is. And I have Tennessee at six. Very fair. I have Houston at number six. Houston, you talked about them a lot. You have them pretty low, to be honest. Um, but I understand – I guess it makes sense. But you lose Marcus Sasser. You lose Tremont Mark. Marcus Sasser, by the way, doing some good stuff. Uh, I think he's in the Pistons. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he, was, he, was, he was hooping out, yeah, too. He was. He was, uh, oh, yeah. He had, like, 40 first something. First team all-summer league. Yeah, I completely forgot about the 40. Monty Bates was first team all-summer yeah. league. There was a lot of stuff that happened in the summer league. Um, but it was very cool to see Marcus Sasser. I was skeptical. I wanted the Celtics to take him. Um, but obviously the Celtics do what the Celtics do, and they trade it back, and Jordan Walsh is a good get, though, so that's fine. But uh, Marcus Hasser, shout out to him. But um, Houston, they do bring in some good pieces. Damian Dunn from Temple, that's going to be a big piece. And uh, obviously LJ Cryer as well. But Jamal Shedd is going to be the uh, veteran on this team now. We'll see what he can do in that role. Jawan Roberts also comes back. 
I know Houston's going to the Big 12. Or well, we're still, when are they going? Next year or 2024? 2024. Yeah, so they got one year in a cakewalk league. They should win this without a doubt. But when they get to the Big 12, we'll see what happens. I'm not too sure how this Houston team's going to look. So we'll see. But for now, I think this team wins the American. Not with these. There's a couple of teams in there that are still all right. Maybe. But, um, yeah, I got Houston. Here. Yes. Now we get to the top five. I'm going with UConn at number five here. This is a team that loses Jordan Hawkins, Adama Sonogo, and Andre Jackson, who will all have pretty good NBA careers. Uh, but they did Tristan Newman back, and I'm surprised he did return, but uh, it is a reasonable return. Alex Caravan is back. Donovan Clinton is going to ball out this year now that he's going to get all the minutes. And they have a very good transfer class. And they have Cam Spencer coming in from Rutgers, which is a very good get. Sure. Uh, so they're going to be a very good team. Do I have them as a Tier 1 national championship team? I do not. I think they are the first team out of that Tier 1. Uh, but I have the other four teams as the tier ones. I think there's only three, but mm. I think those two are very close. But I have Purdue here at number five. Purdue, what a disappointing season it was after a phenomenal season. They can go so high and so low so fast. Unfortunately, that's how it was for Purdue. And Purdue's kind of gotten the uh, bad end of the stick, uh, losing to ooh, I'm North Texas. And then losing to Fairly Dickinson this past year. Very unfortunate stuff. But Zach Eady came back, um, which I was very surprised about. Um, actually, I guess not so much. But shout out to him, man. Playing for Canada, Team USA. Or no, playing for Canada in the FIBA World Cup. So I'm excited to see what he can do. And he linked up with – who did he link up with? Uh, someone oh, – I remember. I don't remember who it was. Do you remember who he took a picture with? Where was he? Was he at the white part? Was he at the whiteout party? Yeah, he was at that. Uh, he was at that party. He was at that. Party. I sent you a picture. You took a picture of someone like, if uh, someone famous out of nowhere. I was like, that's sick. Um, I'll look for it, but I'll come back to it. No, Anyways, it was, yeah, it was at that Hamptons party. That yeah, I know, I know. Every celebrity was at. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. I, I don't remember who he took a picture with someone that I saw. I don't remember who it was. I'll find it. Anyways, um, Fletcher Glory comes back a year under his belt. That helps. Braden Smith comes back a year under his belt. His belt that helps. Mason Gillis needs to step up big. And I think this team will be all right. It's pretty much all experience coming back. No real key changes to this team. So uh, we'll see what they can do. And uh, can they make it past the first round this year? Probably. But how far do they go? I don't know. That's a big question. Yeah, I have them at number four. They are still my tier one despite what happened last year because basically everyone returns. Nothing's changed. And they also add a transfer in Southern Illinois transfer, Lance Jones, who mm. – it's pretty good. I mean, yeah. I think he was the he was the MVC defensive player of the year as well. So he is a very good guy, very good get, and makes their defense a lot better, which something they somewhat struggled with last year. But Purdue has their own brand of basketball that they like to play. Matt Painter is an offensive guru, one of the offensive gurus in all of college basketball. And uh yeah, this is a tier one team in my opinion. Definitely agree. I'm trying to find this picture of Zach Eady. I'm trying to find this picture of Zach Eady. I'll find it. You go for number four. How far four. back was that? We'll, 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 we'll take turns. I, I didn't realize how far we uh, – how much we Instagram a day. Jeez. <laughs> we send a lot of messages to each other about a bunch of stuff. 
Um, yeah, why are you sliding my DMs like that, man? Yeah, I don't know, man. Just just care about you, man. Um, yeah, I got to keep going. Um, so, yeah, I keep going. Number five, number four, I have uh, UConn here at number four. Um, UConn, man, obviously the reigning champs. They look pretty good. I know they do lose Sonogo and Jackson, but uh, thankfully, Mr. <laughs> Tristan Newton, he found it. Tristan Newton comes back. And Caravan comes back, and Donovan Clean comes back. So those three guys will be very key pieces to success once again for Dan Hurley. Dan Hurley took a step up in my book. I think um, I really liked what he did this March Madness run. I, I really liked his press conferences as well. Um, I, I knew Dan Hurley, but I didn't really know Dan Hurley. And I definitely got more invested in him. Shout out to him. But um, I'm excited to see this team, man. Cam Spencer comes in. We got Steven Castle, top 15 recruit. Um, don't know much about them, so I'm excited to see what happens. But UConn's the top team in the Big East right now. They got a big target on the back, though. The Big East is loaded, like I've said plenty of times before. I'll say it plenty of times again. Um, but, yeah, I'm excited to see what happens. It was none other than the goat of UFC, Johnny Jones. That's what it was. <sighs> and, man, he looks – Johnny Jones is a massive dude, but, man, Zach even makes him look small. I'll send it to you right now. How did you find that so fast? Just go on Zachy's Instagram and find it. I was, tag I, was going, I was going to do that, and then uh, <laughs> RDMs because I thought I was going to be close. Yeah. Um. Uh, I don't even know where it is. Keep going. Doesn't matter now. Now we're in the top three. It's it's been a long long episode. Oh yeah. I mean, I feel like it's W. Yeah, the Dirty Water Wages podcast. That's how like really like make us talk a lot more. I'm not gonna lie. Shout out Cavi. He could talk for 20 minutes straight. Yep. And we kind of like copy him right now. Like, I don't like that because like I know I'm editing those podcasts and I'm just watching Kev talk for 25 minutes, 30 minutes, and I'm just like, Kev, you gotta shut up, man. But now now we're not shutting up. So number three, care. I got <laughs> what? I don't care. Who cares? No, I'm just saying, man, it's it's it's, it's not fun editing the podcast. And oh podcast. yeah, I know. So, I don't edit. So yeah, yeah, we don't we don't really have much TikTok clips anyways. But number three is Michigan State. Um, Tom Izzo's got his best team in a while, man. Tyson Walker's back, AJ Hogger's back, Jaden Akins is back, Malik Hall, Mandy Sissoko. The list goes on and on in the freshman class. Xavier Booker, Jeremy Fears, those guys are legit coming out of high school as well. And there's just so much talent, so much experience and Got a Hall of Fame coach, so you mix those three. Got those three things up. Got a national championship team. So yeah, Kentucky is trying to build them, build the same exact way, but they can't. They're just not like that. Definitely agree. I do like this Michigan State team. I got them here at three. Um, spoiler alert: we have the same last three. Sorry, that's what happens sometimes. But yeah, most of this team comes back, man. I really do like it. I really do like it indeed. You got Tyson Walker, you got AJ Hogard, you got Atkins, you got Hall, and you got Booker coming. I'm really excited about Booker. I've heard a lot of good things about him, as well as uh, Jeremy Fears and Cohen Carr. I've heard good things about these five, three five stars coming in as party. You got Izzo, man. Izzo's the uh, mastermind behind this all. And uh, Michigan State surprised a lot of people last year. It was a little bit of a down year for Michigan State expectations, but they managed to make it work, beat Marquette and uh, lost in a stunning game to Kansas State. But this team experienced under their back. Tyson Walker's in for a big year. He could be the Big Ten player of the year. 
uh, behind Jack Heaty. It'll be a big, it'll be an All-American first teamer for the Big Ten. Guarantee you that. But um, I'm excited to see what Sparty does. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. At number two, I got Duke here, and they got four starters back. Kyle Fifkowski is going to be a stud. Jeremy Roach is going to be a stud. Tyrese Proctor going to be a stud. And Mark Mitchell is probably going to be a stud too, but probably the least of the studs out of those other three guys I just mentioned. And they they got three top 40 freshmen led by TJ Power. Shout out him. He's from Mass, right? Yep. Yeah, shout Worcester out TJ Academy, Power. Man. Shout out to him. Worcester Academy. So, yeah, Duke's going to be good. Duke's going to be very good. And um, I need to see when they play Clemson. I'm going to be at that game. I don't care what it takes. I'm going to be at that game. Um, unless I have an exam. Then I'm going to cry myself to sleep like I did when UNC came to Clemson last year and I had a physics exam. I'm talking too much, but you get the point. Um, Duke, man, looks pretty good. Kyle Filipkowski, I'm really surprised he came back as most were as well. Same with Tyrese Proctor. I thought he was going to leave as well. Um, and then Jeremy Roach, I'm kind of interested as well why he came back. And so pretty much all the guys came back that I thought at least two of them would go. But this Duke team, man, looked really good. They got Roach. Roach was injured for a little bit of the year. He's fully healthy now. They got Jared McCain, man, the TikTok sensation. I do like that guy a lot. Shout out to Jared McCain. Watches TikToks time to time. They got Philip Kowski. He's also in the TikTok business now. Seen him on there a little bit. Mark Mitchell, a very solid dude. And then you got all the other five stars who are not even on the starting lineup list. And I even mentioned in this uh, article from ESPN where we're pulling up our stats. Shouldn't say that, but whatever. I don't care. Um, yeah, Duke looks good, man. Um, will they win the ACC? Probably. Next team on here in the ACC is UNC for me, which is 15th. So, uh, Duke, I think they have a uh, little bit of a uh, lead in this ACC race, I'll say. So, I'm excited to see what happens. Well, I have a I have Miami at 19, and then I got Duke at 2. That's for me. I took UNC and you out. Have Clemson in your first five out. No, I don't. I do. Yeah. Good uh, joke, what? man. God. You mentioned Ryan Young, right? No, I actually forgot to mention him. Oh, it. I thought you – yeah. I, we None of us mentioned Ryan Young either, and he's I a mean, big part of what they yeah, do. Yeah, no, he's now. a very – he was a very big part of Duke's success yeah, last year. But yeah, I just yeah. I just forgot about him because there's just so much, well, technically so much the whole, to look at. Technically, the whole starting five is back because Derek Whitehead was not a starter, and Derek Lively wasn't really a starter. He was yeah, you're right. He more minutes than Ryan Young because – Obviously, the matchups. Brian Young's not can't really guard like that. He's more of an old old fashioned center. But you get the point. Yeah. Number one. Do I really need to say it's Kansas? Kansas is easily the number one team in this. Juan Harris is back. KJ Adams is back. Kevin McCullough is back, and they add perhaps the biggest or the, yeah the the easy the the biggest prize possession in a transfer portal in Hunter Dickinson who is probably the best center in college basketball right now. Are you serious? No. <laughs> yeah, he's one of – Oh, a, I thought you said he was the, the best. Oh, no, I said he's one of the best. Oh, okay. Sorry, I'm, I misinterpreted you. And they bring in a uh, f- talented freshman class as well. They they bring in a former Longhorn in, Terrio Morris. I'm, I'm yep. probably, he didn't play at all at Texas last year. Not really. Yeah, uh, but yeah, the, this is my front runner for the national championship. It's gotta be. I don't see how <laughs> it isn't. I mean, Kansas has it all, man. 
They really do have it all. You lose Greedy Dick, you lose Jalen Wilson, you lose this, that, and the other thing. And you bring in Hunter Dickinson, you bring in Nick Timberlake, you bring in a bunch of other guys. I forgot about Nick Timberlake. Yes, yeah. you bring in Nick Timberlake as well. <laughs> Timberlake's a very good get as well. Um, this team has it all, man. And then you top that alongside one of the best coaches of all time, Bill Self. It's just a recipe for another fantastic year for Kansas. We'll see what happens. Um, Kansas, in terms of the Big 12, looking at our rankings, uh, this is the biggest margin we've seen in a while for that. Um, who's my next Big 12 team on here? Uh, don't tell me it's Baylor. Yeah, it's Baylor. Yeah, I mean, I guess that makes sense. I do expect that some other teams not mentioned, like Kansas State, Texas Tech, TCU maybe could sneak, could steal a game or so and move up the ranks. But, um, yeah, right now this is Kansas' high landslide to take. So we'll see what happens. But with that being said, uh, we spent almost an hour and 30 minutes on this podcast, which is uncharacteristic of the Road to Madness podcast. But welcome back. We're back. Just just talking about college basketball right now just fires me up, man. I'm, I'm really excited for this season, as always. And uh, we're, I'm excited to get going back with this pod. I know a lot of stuff's been going on, but uh, I think this pod's going to be back in business at least two two times a week, hopefully, until we get to my birthday. So we got a little bit less than a month to that point. But uh, we're going to do some in-person episodes as well, some other good stuff. Got to bring back Guess Who, some other maybe games as well. Uh, but we got a little lead time, so we'll see what happens. But you got any uh, closing thoughts? Yeah, knowing us, we probably won't show up again until your birthday. I, I, um, I'm not letting that happen. Oh, I might let that happen. Right. And I'll I'll post on TikTok, I mean, Twitter, Instagram. I'll do the whole night. Yeah, but we'll be back. We'll be back. We'll we'll peak again for your birthday. That's when we're gonna we're gonna upload probably three, four conferences a week once that. Oh yeah, happens. we'll be going then. We'll probably Which I'm too, oh yeah, I'm super excited for, but for now no it's definitely leader. chill. Oh, it's definitely chill. But we'll yeah. do an hour, an hour and a half is a little much. There is probably 15 minutes worth of loopers in this. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but, yeah, good to be back. Uh, we'll see what happens. But August 13th is the big time. But we'll be back before then. I guarantee you that. But, as always, we thank you guys for watching. If you're new, make sure to follow us on all platforms, Apple, Spotify, you name it, Roger Madness Podcast, add the RTM underscore podcast on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok. That's all we got. Thank you guys for watching, and it's always March. It's always March, baby. Thank you guys for tuning in.